Hallelujah. What a blessing. Father, thank you for the mountain-like churches conference, which has come to bless us into the supernatural. Thank you for this blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, my short uh, message this morning is about the supernatural ministry. Ministry is supernatural. Ministry is supernatural. All right? So, many of us must take cognizance of the fact that Ministry is supernatural. Amen. Now, when God calls you, expect uh, supernatural things, and because it's a supernatural calling. Amen. So, in Exodus chapter 3, we see. The beginning of Moses' ministry. Right? Now, Moses had actually been around for a long time before he uh, encountered God. And now, Moses kept the flock of Jethro his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord answered, appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Amen. Now, Ministry is supernatural and will always be. Serving God will always be a supernatural thing. Now, Moses was keeping the flock of Jethro. Now, how he came to be keeping the flock of Jethro was also supernatural. The main reason why we don't recognize the supernatural is because of its complete mixture with what looks natural. Do you see? So, the blend of the supernatural and the natural creates a disguise for the clearly supernatural. Because the natural things are always mixed. That's why 
somebody may be wearing a shirt and the shirt in one moment can actually be a mantle. Yes. You see, we are seated in heavenly places. You believe that. But at the same time, you are seated right here in Mampong. So, the two are always mixing and because of the mixture, it's not easy to see sometimes when something clearly supernatural is happening. So, a person who works with God, especially in the ministry, must recognize supernatural things and flow with them. And that's exactly what happened to Moses. So, every one of us here, remember that you are being called to mix the supernatural with the natural. Now, the first thing that happened was the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. Okay? Now, by this time in your life, an angel must have appeared somewhere. When are you going to see an angel? Have you planned for the next 10 years? 20 years? The Bible says we should be careful to entertain strangers because we might easily be entertaining an angel. So, angels are real and they are all around us. And you must believe in the supernatural Otherwise, you see, what you are doing as a pastor, there is an equivalent in the secular of what you are doing. And you you have to try to make sure that you are not that. You see, let's start with counseling. If you counsel people, there is an equivalent of counseling in the secular world. There are counselors. Nowadays, there's people who do psychology and so on. Even in the medical school, somebody fails an exam or something. They call counselors. I mean, counselors to talk to them. When there's a plane crash or something, they bring a lot of counselors to the airport immediately to start. So, you say you are counseling. I'm just trying to explain to you that as a pastor who is doing counseling, You know, your counterpart is also in the world doing exactly what you are doing. Yeah. Then you say you are preaching or teaching. But you must realize that teachers from primary school, secondary school, university lecturers, and all this, they are your equivalent and they are also teaching. And they teach with points. PowerPoint, which you've now fallen in love with PowerPoint and laptops, they were using it before you started. Okay? Now, a pastor, you are a leader of people. Do you see? You must know that in the secular world, the leaders of companies, the managing director, they are leaders of nations, leaders of political parties, leaders of groups and associations. Your counterpart leaders are also there. I mean, there is, it is only when you get to the border of the supernatural 
that you distinguish yourself from your secular counterparts. Yes. And that is where we come in in real ministry. Are you with me? So, supernatural things and supernatural ministry is very, very much necessary and without it really, you are not in the ministry. Yeah. So, angels appeared and all of us must believe in such things. You must believe in such things and you must believe in angels. All right. Now I want to I just let me go to the end and I'll come back. It says the end, it appeared in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. Okay? So now there was a fire burning a bush. The bush was not burning. That's a very important point. And now Moses said, "I will now turn aside." You see, it is you turning aside to the supernatural when you turn your attention to it then it's only then that you are responding properly to the supernatural when you turn aside now when the lord saw that he turned aside to see then god see then god continues to take you on with the supernatural so it is only when you start to notice supernatural things that God continues to take you deeper into the rest of the things that are there and that are lined up for you. But it is your duty to first recognize and say, I can see something supernatural there. So you see, you may meet someone and then you don't recognize a supernatural thing. And from then onwards, when you don't recognize supernatural, you recognize nothing else. But you recognize a supernatural thing, and then you start to be shown more things. So when God saw that he turned aside, then God said, now, come, I want to use you for something. So today, you are here because God wants to... uh, Bless you by you recognizing, first of all, something supernatural. Now, the supernatural is like an invention. The supernatural is like often like an invention. What do I mean? You know, People who invent things. You know, you you hear of famous inventors. All right, help me so that I don't shout. I beg you, please. Sound. Now, famous inventors are people who are known to have invented things. Really, they just have a very small piece of knowledge or idea to something that's already there. So if you take uh, Steve Jobs, who is considered as one of the modern uh, inventors who invented things that we are using, which is a touch screen thing that we are using. You see that 
it is based on uh, all the telephone technology which has been going on for years. Before we had the phones, you press the one you hold, the one you have that has a cable. There have been cables running around. You dial. So it then the next one is instead of dialing, you press. So the one who brings the pressing is seen as an inventor, but it's just a slight change. It's just a slight change to something that is there already. And each person brings something small. And that small knowledge is built upon by the next person and the next and the next until you have what you have. So the greatest inventions are a summary of several small, 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 small steps, which if you don't recognize, you don't know that something is advancing to what we have today, that you just look on your phone, you're looking at somebody in Australia, live. Live. person is in Australia, you are in Ghana, and you are seeing the person clearly. Even maybe more clear than if the person was standing in front of you. Yes. And maybe a bit more beautiful or more handsome or whatever. You see, now, supernatural things are like that. It's a slight variation from the normal, which not easy to see that. Because it was when Steve Jobs died that I heard people calling him an inventor. I did not thought of him as someone who has invented anything. Well, basically, he just added a small the touch screen part. He just felt, why can't we touch the screen? And then he, he just started that whole thing, which everybody is doing now. It's easy to do now. <laughs> it's like the planes we have today. You know, one time I was on a plane, and when the plane landed, the pilot said, well, sorry for the bumpy landing. It was the... It was the autopilot who was landing the plane. The computer landed the plane. So that is why it was a little whatever. Yeah. He didn't do it. He didn't do anything. Just sitting there and press land. And it landed. Yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. The computers that took the, it was 1967 or so when they went to the moon. Computer. The computer is big like a house. They've had computers for a long time, but they keep on able to make it smaller. Smaller, 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 smaller. Your phone that you are using now with a lot of pictures, it was only the CIA or the highest level of whatever that could have so many pictures. A, a, a computer could not have pictures. It is too heavy for, for the image. Too heavy. Uh, but now it's like you just take pictures. More and more and more and more. It's added. So, how you see will see that I've seen an invention, but it's not, most of us don't realize that an invention has come up unless you are in the inventor's world. Yeah. And the supernatural is like that. Most don't see something supernatural. Like I can be standing here with a very big anointing. You see, but you will not, you will not notice. You, 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 stand, you stand and say, oh, he's choleric. That, that will be your comment. He's choleric. Or he's a half caste. Or he's a white man. That's all you, you will see. Yes. You may even say, oh, Bruni. Say, no, Bruni. Yes. But if you have the eyes, and as soon as you start to see, then God will take you on 
personally. You know, one day somebody was uh, talking to, uh, he was telling, uh, I don't know whether he was telling me, I think he was telling me. He said that he came to Ghana and he was part of the conference and he went back to his country. And somebody asked him, so how this person you are talking about that he's, you are enjoying his ministry and all that. So who is he like? He said, is he, is he like T.D. Jakes? Is he like, uh, he mentioned another uh, bishop in America. There's a slim bishop, I, I forget his Noel Jones. Is he, is he like that? Is he like, um, he mentioned different, different men. And the guy said, no. It's not like any, I don't know any of the people that he's like. Then he saw, he said, he's like Paul. That's what he said. That was what he said. He said that if there's anybody I can compare, it seems to be like Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you see, it, 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 if, 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 if it is true, I don't know, if it is true that an anointing like Paul is here, it takes an eye to see it. <laughs> because Paul was in prison, you know, he was nobody. He was nobody. He was arguing with the Corinthians, arguing, people were arguing with him, facing him. I mean, he was defending himself, explaining why he was doing this and that, and all the things he was doing. You get it? Hallelujah. And uh, what do you call it? Uh, Yes, they were just arguing with him. So they didn't know that Paul was such a great person. Now, when you read, um, what do you call it? When you read the final quest and you see Paul appears in that book. And when you see him appearing in that book, you see that he says that he's surprised that God has used his writing so much. Yes. Because the fact that we are using, there's nobody like Paul whose words and writings are used every day, everywhere, in every church across the whole world. He's not Jesus. So. I mean, he was a very bad man that Jesus saved. But you almost get the impression that he is Jesus' brother or Jesus' twin brother or he and Jesus, the two of them are the sons of God or they were trained together. (laughs) Yes. But it is is amazing that uh, somebody alive during Paul's time would recognize Uh, Paul as something. And that is where the supernatural comes in. It's your ability to see these small things. Do you see that the bush is burning? But after some time, it's still burning. And the leaves are green. And it's still burning. Then you notice something. And that something you notice drives you to go further. And when you go further, you see many more things that you have no idea about. Are you listening with me? Yeah. So it is very important, it is very, very important for you 
to understand and appreciate the supernatural so that you can go deeper and do more. Amen. Ministry is supernatural. Now, in the very next chapter, all right, then when he came, he said, when he saw that he turned aside, then God called him. All right? So God is calling you today. Yes. But you, before the call comes, you must recognize. You must recognize. When we have a chance, many of us will have a chance maybe this afternoon. When you have a chance to go through the uh, uh, library of the anointing, you see that... Uh, the people that are there are people who only somebody with an eye for recognizing the supernatural and the anointing would have such people there. Most people will not recognize these people. If you take pastors today in Ghana, most of us don't recognize who is William Carey. Yes. And no wonder God doesn't use you to do anything like what William Carey does. Or did. And perhaps there is no greater man who persevered to bring the gospel to an entire continent of India. Do you see? Than William Carey. Yeah, but we don't know. We don't know because you, your, your eye doesn't even know such a person. Whom do you know? You are sharing books on Bill Clinton's biography. Bill Clinton's biography and Obama's biography. And Michelle Obama's biography. But you don't know Michelle, uh, what's her name? Uh, William Carey. He's not a great person to you. And Adoniram Jackson. Who said if God calls me to go today, I will go as a schoolboy bounding from school going home. Yes. Who when he was about to die, he said, I'm not tired. He said, look, before he got on the ship, he told his wife, I'm not tired. First of all, I'm not tired of this life. Number two, I'm not tired of my ministry. I'm not tired. I'm ready to carry on. Wow. wow. Today when you go to Burma, the Bible that is used is the Jackson Bible. Yes, the Jackson, like how you say the King James Bible is the Jackson Bible. Yes. Huh? Are you listening to me? Yeah. You know, so your inability to notice the supernatural, like this man has been supernaturally used. You are not likely to go further in God. I think if you can't recognize a burning bush, if you can't recognize a burning bush, you are not likely to get, go to the next step, which is to hear a call. If you don't recognize something which is slightly supernatural. Slightly supernatural. Yes. One day, a, a lady said to me in a, from another country she said when I heard you preaching she's not a Ghanaian 
So when I heard you preaching, I was surprised. I thought there was nobody who preaches these type of things anymore. He said, these are the kind of messages I knew when I was growing up. So I was surprised. So I was not sure what she was saying. Was she saying something bad or good? So I said, you know, it's like she said, oh, your preaching is old-fashioned. I said, old-fashioned? I said, yeah. She said, that's how we, we knew preaching before. Yes. So I said, oh, I hope it's not bad. She said, uh, you started this morning at 8. And we closed at 10 in the evening. And we were there. We were never tired. So that should tell you whether it is a good thing or it's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 So we started at 8. And then we closed at 10. That will tell you. People don't recognize a bush that is burning, but it's not burning. Yes, it's burning, but it's not really burning. Yes. And until you recognize supernatural things, you see, you'll be left out of God. Listen, we are all fallen human beings. We used to see God at four o'clock every afternoon. We discuss with him. We chat. We used to chat with God. It's very serious. Like he was our friend in the cool of the day. We just have a great time. Now, we are left with some vision. Did I see or I didn't see? Revelation, you are having some feelings and some type of vague vague communication that we can't understand what he's even saying. Yes. Cloudy. Darkly. Through a glass. Nothing is clear anymore. So anyway, there's nothing we can do about that. What we have to do is that we have to get used to these cloudy things that are not clear and start becoming experts at recognizing the supernatural, the supernatural, the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. The deaths of people even is supernatural. Wow. Till you recognize. Kenneth Hagin and Derek Prince, they died seven days apart. Wow. Yes. Kenneth Hagin and Derek Prince. God was withdrawing teachers, his teachers from the system. This one died seven days later. This one died in the same year. Yeah. In the last two years, Bonke is gone. Uh, Maurice Cerullo is gone. Billy Graham is gone. The evangelist. Billy Graham is gone. T.B. Joshua is gone. Uh, Derek, um, Fred Price is gone. Yonggi Cho is gone. Yes. And just within this period. All these type of people. Gone. I mean, the mantles of these people have fallen to the earth for those who have to pick them up and carry them. Your responsibility has increased because such people have gone away. Yes, yes, yes. Mantles have dropped and it's up to you. 
to know what to do. Yeah. They died leaving responsibilities behind. Yes. I know a rich man, he died. When he died, I mean, to pass his inheritance to his children took many years. In fact, most rich men, you see, years after they've gone, they are still doing paperwork to just transfer the inheritance. It's not, it's, it's a responsibility. It's like, almost like work has come. One old man, he told his wife, I feel sorry for you for the things that I'm leaving you to do. <coughs> Receive your responsibility right now. Receive your responsibility right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So, mountain-like churches is your responsibility. Yes, everyone who is part of this conference, mountain-like churches are your responsibility. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when the Lord saw him turning aside, he said to him, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. And he said, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Amen. And he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Now, the next step into the supernatural is take off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the ground whereon thou standest is holy ground. Amen. Are you listening? The ground where you are standing is holy ground. Now that God is taking you deeper into the supernatural, and that is into God, conditions apply. When you come onto an aeroplane, all right, an aeroplane, an aeroplane which belongs to British Airways or South African Airways or Emirates or whatever, when you come in the, to the plane, they have conditions. You can't do this here, you can't bring a gun, you can't smoke. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do so many things. You get it? Yes. Because this, the place is something they have invented, created, and this is how they want things. Now, when you come to the supernatural, God himself will tell you a whole lot of things. Take your shoes off. You can't come with shoes like that. And you see, that is, it has a meaning. I once went to a church. When I got to the church, everybody's shoes was outside. Oh, yes. Everybody's shoes was outside. They are taking that verse literally. Like if it's 100 people, 100 pairs of shoes outside. You now, you find your own shoes. 
Yeah, so I also had to remove my shoes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. When I did an altar call, the pastor gave his life to Christ. I don't know if he was born again before. So when he gave his life to Christ, yes. Yes. There are things that you have to take off and take away. Oh, yes. You know, you can't be in the ministry just as you are. Yes. You can't just do whatever you used to do and whatever you feel like doing. It's not, it's not, it doesn't work that way. Yes. Take off thy shoes from off thy feet. Yes. Maybe you are very tribal conscious, depending on your tribe. Do you see? But I tell you, to become, to have a wider ministry, you may need to reduce that consciousness of your tribe where you came from. Yes. You may have to reduce it. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. And then, maybe, uh, you are a sexy man. You get it? You are a sexy man. You get what I'm saying? You are into sexy things. You get it? Ask your neighbor whether he's a sexy man. Maybe you are a girl's man. Like you are a handsome brother. Loving everyone. Sharing love. Many pastors are handsome. Yes, many pastors are handsome. And again, the mixture of attraction by the anointing of physical attraction, it, you see that it is like seated in heavenly places and seated on earth. Yeah. You see that both are working. <laughs> no, supernatural things are wild. You do not know what you are looking at, what is working. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Maybe you are a liar. You grew up lying about everything. Like you, you, you quickly lie. Like one day a pastor was invited to preach and he couldn't come because he wasn't feeling well. So he called the pastor and said, just tell them that I've gone to South Africa for a meeting or whatever. Whatever. I mean, he just invented a lie. I said, oh, say that, this and that. I had to go for a meeting, whatever. And many of us are like that. But it will not work at a certain level. It won't work at all. It won't work at all. Oh, yes. Take off your shoes from off thy feet. For the ground whereon thou standest is holy ground. It's holy ground. Yeah. I don't need shoes here. I don't need shoes here. Yes. 
Maybe you are a thief. Do you see? Maybe you are a thief. It will not work. It will not work. It will not work. You can't steal because to steal is a curse. And to steal from God, and God is seen clearly. So when God calls, you say, Come, my son. I call him, and you notice the supernatural. So I've seen something anointing here. I'm moving here. As soon as you see that, you're cancer. I remove your shoes. Remove your shoes. I remove your shoes. I remove your shoes. Uh-huh. Remove your shoes. Maybe you beat your wife. I remove it. Maybe you beat your husband. I remove it. I don't know why when it comes to some things, the women don't shout. They want equal rights. I mentioned the brothers. You mentioned them also. What is there about you that God is now telling you, take your shoes off your feet? This ground is holy ground. If you want to experience the supernatural of God, it will come with conditions. And unless your eyes and your heart is ready to pay the price, you cannot have a supernatural ministry. Now, one day somebody saw, and I, I want your eyes to be trained to see. Because the eye cannot see what the mind does not know. Yes, the eye cannot see what the mind does not know. Unless the mind knows it, the eye is not likely to see it. That's why I'm telling you about the supernatural. So that your eye will start to see what your mind now knows. Yes. If, we, if you are interested, tonight, I'll, I'll just point to you. You see Venus. I don't know if some of you saw it. Claire over here yesterday. And you see Jupiter or Mars and Saturn. Yes. Once your, your eye cannot see. You know, I've looked into the sky for years till one day I was at the Victoria Falls and a brother pointed to me. He said, this is Orion. I said, What? Then he showed me, that's Orion. Yesterday, I was showing somebody Orion. I said, look at Orion up here. I described it, look there. He said, what? That is it. From that day, I, I, uh, more than 50 years, I have never seen, I just see stars in the sky. But from the day that my mind knew, I began to see, because your eye cannot see what the mind does not know. You, if, you, if, you, if I don't tell you about anointing, you just see a, a large crowd and say, oh, the, uh, a lot of people came or whatever. But where your eye is trained and you know that it's difficult for people to come anywhere to gather for any meeting. It's very difficult. You know, one, somebody saw, uh, uh, I saw him writing an article. He said, oh, as for crusades in Africa and India, you just have to whatever do whatever, and then all the whole place will be full and people will come. But you see, it's not like that. You, you have, you've been having crusades, people don't come. Is it not true? He said, well, as for Africa and India, you just I mean, share some money and the people will come. Yes. Yes. But you see, unless your eye, your mind knows something, and you, you will not see 
the day that I saw Bonky Crusade, you know, and I saw the people standing like trees in Ashaiman. No chairs. I, I didn't know what it was. But I saw that there's something about his crusade that is different. And until your eye is trained, you will not, you will not notice very great things when they are happening. Oh, yes. You will not notice great things when they are happening. Yes. You will not know great things. They will be happening all the time. And you will not know that a great thing is taking place. A great anointing is happening. A great something is taking place. A great experience is happening. Something wonderful is happening. Yeah. You will just not know it. And it will happen over and over and over and over. And so, ah, it was here. What did Jacob say? The Lord was in this place. But I didn't know. So you must become an expert of noticing burning bushes that are not really burning. It it is not unusual for a bush to burn. So that means that the natural, it wears, the supernatural wears a natural shirt. And be walking around. Ah. The supernatural is wearing a natural shirt. So when you see the natural shirt, you you always think it's a natural thing. And you don't realize that a supernatural thing is talking to you. Yes. That is, that is the big characteristic. The continuous change. You know, one time Jesus told the disciples, when you go, eh? and I want you to find that scripture. I said, when you go, don't think about what you say. But my spirit will speak. My spirit himself will speak for you. Now, what that means is that sometimes when you are speaking, it is not you who is speaking, but the spirit is the one speaking. So when you recognize supernatural things, sometimes you know the person is speaking and the next moment is the spirit that is speaking. The one moment he is speaking, the next moment the spirit is what is speaking. And it's very, very scary because in that moment, it was the Holy Spirit speaking. The next moment, he was the one talking for some time. Then another moment, the Spirit is speaking. The Spirit himself will speak. And it will not be uh, the person who is talking. And many times, you know, I've been preaching in camp meetings. So I talk to people. And at that moment, it's the spirit that is speaking. So people keep on playing back things and bringing back things and saying, hey, you said this to this person. You said this to this person. One time I spoke to somebody, I said, where will you be in eight years' time? Eight years' time he was dead. Yes. The spirit was telling him that he has eight years more. Yes. I kept on giving an example, eight years, you know, if there were eight years, if you're able to do this, eight years he was dead. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. A brother told me in Sierra Leone, he said to me, one day he was on the street and uh, he saw 
a man walking on the street, like cars were passing, normal, and this man was walking on the side. And then as the man was walking, he said, he heard, he heard, he heard a voice. Why is this man a dead man? Why is this man a dead man? Yeah. Suddenly, as he was there, a car came and logoed the man off. Right before his eyes. But he was just looking, oh, this man is a dead man. I mean, he told me himself, he said, it's frightening. Yes. One day I went somewhere for a program. You see, and again, you, you, you have thoughts. Then he said, so is this our thoughts or is the spirit? And you know, you know, you know, I told you this is a problem we have for being fallen, fallen creatures. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not this verse. It's another one. The spirit will speak. He said, the Holy Ghost shall teach you. Huh? Matthew what? Yes, Matthew 10, 19, 20. Yeah. Matthew 10, 19, 20. Put it up there. PowerPoint. <laughs> now, now, notice, I, this is the part. It says, when they deliver you up, don't think of what to say. For it shall be given you in the same hour what you shall speak. For it is not you that speak. But the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. So it means that part of the messages is the spirit of your father which is speaking. Yes. So part of the things you are saying are supernatural. And part are you are speaking maybe your points or something. But part of the things are supernatural. Part of the spirit. The one who is actually speaking is the spirit. The mighty spirit who created and moved on the earth. Yes, before the creation took place. is the one speaking. So that's how come when people listen to messages and soak in things, they are soaking in something fantastic. Yes, and it really changes. If I ever see a minister who is changes, a minister who soaks in messages... Oh, yes. Over and over and over until it's almost like you are just studying what you are hearing. It's like you are now so, I mean, you are trying, as if you are trying to go and speak the same thing. No, you're not going to preach it. Oh, yes. That's when things happen. That's when things happen. That's when things happen. So, it is important for you and I to recognize. One time I was somewhere, then uh, it was a program. Then somebody was on stage. Actually, there were two people on stage. Then my eyes focused on one of the people on stage. And then as soon as I looked at him, I heard the word death. This man is dead. This man is dead. I said, ah, how do you say this man is dead? How do you say this man is dead? He's dead now. Now he's dead. I, had, I didn't know anything about him. But after some things came up, the man himself said certain things. He said, oh, he's almost died last year. This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. But I look at him and I said, death, death, death is on the stage. 
Is it a thought? Is it an idea? Is it because of something? You see, this will always be your ability to see the supernatural, the natural, in my thinking, I'm speaking, I'm thinking, I'm speaking, I'm saying things, I'm doing this. Which one is it? When is the supernatural? Which one is it? Yes. Once you start to recognize the supernatural, I promise you, you are going deeper and you are doing more. When the Holy Spirit appeared to me in Suhum and I was listening to the word by Kenneth Hagen in the middle of the night, one night. Oh, yes. I was a medical student. I must have been 20-something years old. My very final year, a few months to when I graduated. And I was listening to Kenneth Hagin because I liked it. I actually like, when I hear his prophetic stories, I feel, I feel there's something that I feel. Yes, it makes me feel that Jesus is real. Yes, that's what it makes me feel. So I, I like listening to it. It makes me feel powerful. I, I, if you can imagine like air being blown into a balloon. It's like as if you are being inflated. <laughs> Listening to him talking. How Jesus said this and Jesus said this and Jesus said this. I said, hey. When will I also see such things? But that night, I also had my own supernatural experience. Yes. That night, as I was playing for my own enjoyment, watch out the things you like and you admire. You see, you'll be surprised that the liking of that thing is not as natural as you think. It's supernatural. Why do I like this? Why do I listen to this? Why do I want this? Why am I attracted to this thing? Yes, I was attracted by the spirit. And so that night, you see, that attraction has attracted me as a little boy to a supernatural person with his stories. I was listening to the preaching and on my knees praying. Not for anything, not for anything, but just praying. And at about 3 a.m. in the night, the tape recorder with Kenneth Higgins' voice down there, you see, you see, it was playing over there. And I was kneeling here. Something jumped out of the tape. Listen to what I'm saying first. Don't, don't just clap. Something jumped out of the tape. And, and I felt it going into my stomach. Someone said, is it a, a, are you sure? Is it a feeling? So, this is why you are left behind. That's why, that's why you are asking whether you are sure. It's just like Bishop Oedipo's uh, handbills that the picture started to speak in tongues. Yes. I, I, you don't believe a lot of things, but I'm just saying that the whole ministry is supernatural. Right. Oh, yes. The whole ministry is supernatural. Yes. Something jumped out of the tape. And it, I felt it slipping like a sandwich. As if you are making a sandwich and you are putting something between two slices of bread. And then I heard a voice in the room. And the voice said, from today, you can teach. From today, you can teach. 1988. 
1988. More than 30 years ago. Yes. And I'm standing here, I'm teaching. Yes. I'm standing here and I'm teaching. And almost 40 million books. Yes. Now, a Ghanaian not usually have so many books. Yes. Oh, yes. Let supernatural things begin to occur in your life and your ministry. Start walking on a more supernatural pathway for your life. A supernatural pathway. Supernatural pathway. Supernatural pathway. pathway. Once you don't recognize a burning bush, your ministry is over. Your ministry aborted. Your, Your ministry is like an abortion. Yes. It never came out. It was aborted before it started. You bled your ministry out. Because you didn't recognize the small thing. Yes. That was supernatural in your calling. You are like somebody who traveled to London and the immigration officer called you to the side. Please come to the side, sir. Please come to the side, sir. And they ask you one or two questions. Oh, sorry, sir. We cannot, we cannot accept you here. You have to go back on the next flight. So you couldn't even start your journey into the UK. You were on the next flight back. <laughs> when you don't recognize supernatural, you are put on the next flight back. Because you couldn't recognize and pass immigration. So you are put on the next flight. Return. To where you came from. Yes. I tell you one day I was on a flight with someone who was being deported. I was not happy. I was not happy. I don't know if you have ever been on a flight with people that are being. It's something. It's like he couldn't start. Not that he was in town and he was brought out. He couldn't. He did a runabout at the. Runabout at the airport and returned. Your ministry will not be a runabout to return because you couldn't see and detect the supernatural. Lift your hand and receive your supernatural gift from the Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Sit down. Now, Exodus chapter 4. Now, Moses answered and said, Behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord has not appeared unto thee. Are you listening? The Lord has not what? Appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, A rod. 
He said what? A rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses fled before it. Hey! Those of you who don't believe in magical stories, I need you to resign immediately. Huh? <laughs> and the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. Which is one of the most dangerous things to do with a snake. Please never pick a snake by the tail if you have not been told by God to pick the snake by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it and it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob had appeared unto thee. And the Lord said, furthermore unto him, put thine hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. And he said, put thine hand into thy bosom again. And he put his hand into his bosom again and plucked it out. And behold, it was turned as his other flesh. And it shall come to pass that if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, they will believe the voice of the latter sign. (laughs) Now, every sign has a voice. Every sign has a voice. A sign is something that points this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. There are things that should be signs to you. Signs to Pharaoh. Signs to anyone watching. Signs to people who are spiritually alert. This is a sign. And he said, if they don't believe the voice of the first sign, they will believe the voice of the second sign. So every sign has a voice that is crying out to you and telling you something and is pointing to you. Something. Signs. Signs. The signs, your inability to recognize signs makes you abort your ministry prematurely. Signs. You know, miracle ministry and supernatural things is something you have to study. Yes, you have to study. You know, ministry used to be assumed to be something that people who are not educated and people who have not gone to school, they are into science and wonders. You know, one time I was praying for some people in a certain country. When I touched the people, then they fall down. So at a point I realized people were, so people came around. I told them, look, come, come around and stand here. Come around and stand. Yeah? Stand and look. 
And I thought, if it's real, it's real. If it's not real, it's not real. When I touch, you see for yourself whether I'm pushing the person or something is happening. Oh, yes. So they came round. Yeah. I said, well, touch, touch. Look at it. Really touch, you see. Ring side, you see. There's something here. The person is going down. The person is going down. The person is going down. I said, look at it and say, it's either real or it's not real. We are not trying to force anything. Yes. There's something real. Don't, don't be afraid of thinking when it comes to supernatural things. In fact, I would say that uh, if only you have time, the supernatural power, the science and wonders ministry is one of the interesting and mysterious, but not as mysterious as you would think. In fact, you can't really serve God deeply without having a supernatural belief. You can't even give an offering. Why, why would you give up? Why would you even sow a seed in somebody like me? Compare your, your situation with what you must, I'm sure, assuming is my situation. Why would you? What, I mean, it doesn't even make sense. Unless you believe in supernatural things, you will never sow a seed. You will never honor whatever. Never. It will not happen. Until you become oriented towards supernatural, that I am honoring something. I need it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. The supernatural is your playground. And you must, look, the fact that I'm walking here and I'm preaching to you and you're all here. Today is what? Friday. Morning, Friday morning, we are here. It's a working day. You see, it's a sign. But if you are not trained, you will not see. And I can understand why you will not see. Because in medicine, we have a subject. We start doing that in the third year. It's called Signs and Symptoms. In fact, there's a whole book called Hutchinson's on symptoms and signs. It's not any particular disease, but it's just a sign. You have to know certain signs. When you see this, it means this. When you see this, it means this. When you see it. The book is thick like this. Just signs. Yes. Signs. S-I-G-N-S. Signs. Yeah. There's a doctor here. Is it true or it's not true? Uh, is it a, a book? It is a book. Science and Symptoms of Clinical Disease. Hutchinson's. It's a, it's a, this is a professor. He's a gynecologist. Yes. You sit down and you learn signs. When this place is reddish, when this place is swollen, when this place looks like this, when this happens, I'll show you a sign. I'll show you a sign. If I'll do this, okay? If you catch a patient and you hold his hand like this, you tell the patient, hold your hand like this. You see this? And the hand. You do that to your hand and see what will happen. No, do what I'm doing, exactly what I'm doing. Don't do your own sign. You see, already you are not learning the, the, you are not learning the medicine well. Hold it like this. Hold your hold hold hand like that. Uh-huh. What's happening to your hand? I'm looking at everybody's hand. Now look at my hand. I see my hand. Uh-huh. If you see this, what does it mean? It means there's a serious problem with your liver. 
You are just about to die. Yes. And you see, you even wonder that how does this hand connect to your liver? It's a sign. It's a sign. Unless you are trained in signs. Unless you are educated in signs. Eh? You will not know most of the signs. You don't know most of them. When the signs are when the signs are happening in your life, you will not know them. You will not know that it's happening. Yeah. So you must be educated. Yes. No, your your liver is okay. Your liver is okay. That's why. It's not that. If you see that it's failure, liver failure. Yeah, you may think anointing is falling, but it's not anointing, but it's a sign that your liver is it's failing. Get, listen, start to notice small, small signs. And when you start noticing, you start moving into. One of the things you must notice, let's take attendance. When somebody has an attendance, it's a sign that you should notice. So, to see Yongicho having 700,000 members, and you go there. It's a sign. It's a sign. You, 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 to see Bishop Oedipo having 50,000 inside and 52,000 chairs outside and having four services. See? It's a sign that it's a sign that there's something in this man and about this man that you don't know. But you see him come to Ghana to a stadium, and no pastor will be there. I mean, Ghanaian pastor. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, it, 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 it shows you something. And you say, oh, Nigeria, there are a lot of people. So, I mean, when you do a church, a lot of people will come. Most churches, you have, maybe you have not started a church. We have churches in all over Nigeria. Just Plateau, uh, 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 Enugu, Calabar, all over. Benin City, Ibadan, Abiokuta, all over. And sit down, sit down, sit down. And all these churches, do you see, we, when you go to churches, most churches in Nigeria are small. Small, 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 small churches. So when you stand and say, oh, it's nothing. It's just uh, whatever. As for crusade, Nigeria and uh, India, you just do this, you get a crowd. You see, it reveals you are a secular Man, an anointed secular man. You are an ignoramus. Yes. An ignoramus. That attendance is a sign. Yes. 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 If we are having a flow prayer meeting and there are 10,000 people online, 10, that means 10,000 early morning at 4 a.m. or 3.30 and there are 10,000 people. When you add this YouTube, Facebook, this, 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 like, all 10,000 live. And for instance, on the campus here, they meet in the hall together. The hall is just one gadget. In fact, it's not even a gadget because it's on the television. It's a sign. Yes. Start to notice the signs. Oh. 
When you see people falling under the power, like they've been doing in Benny Hinn's ministry, it's a sign. Or in Reverend Eastwood's ministry, it's a sign. Like I told you, you see, there are few people like Reverend Eastwood. Yes. In the ministry. Yeah. And the difference between him and you and me and all of us ordinary pastors is the signs. Yes. If we were inviting him to our church and we went and bought a carpet straight away. We need a carpet for him to come for falling. Yes. We are going to fall. We like falling. And the falling will happen. It is, it is important for you to recognize signs. Little things that are signs. When Billy Graham died, there was a sign. I don't know. Most people miss the sign. When Billy Graham was placed in a capital building where only few, even U.S. presidents may be placed for them to view or pay their respects. And all the presidents of America and all the top people in America came and paid. Many people did not notice the sign. Do you know what the sign was? You know, they, they carried his body from this town to this town. They were following it on video. I was watching the whole funeral. Most people did not notice the sign. You know what the sign was? The sign was simple that this man doesn't preach what we've been preaching today about corridors of power and uh, prosperity and whatever and we, whatever yes he was just preaching Jesus Christ you know the same yesterday today and forever you must be saved greater love has no man than this God commended his love I met I once watched a lady who said she got saved she was listening to the radio and Billy Graham was preaching he said God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us and she gave her life to Jesus. That was the message that she preached. And she said it clearly. That the message he was preaching was that God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That this message has been given the greatest respect in America even today. All pastors, churches, Presidents, everybody, the message, simple message, Jesus, Savior of the world. That was the great message that made this man to be honored so highly, even in his death. More than any pastor I've ever seen or heard of was his message to me. What did he preach about? Did he preach about success, prosperity, this, this? Jesus! Jesus, I have all Billy Graham's messages. I learned how to do evangelistic preaching from Billy Graham. That's how I, I watched his message and made notes. I made notes, several notes. That's the note that I use today. Oh, yes. That's how I love it. Because I was studying to preach. What will I preach? People are doing it. Am I now going to invent it? I learned it and preached it. And I've been preaching it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Simple message. So, those of you who are into very powerful messages. Yeah. <laughs> hey! 
You didn't notice the sign that the simplest message. I'll show you another sign. The most published book ever. Most published book ever. Printed published book ever. You see, it's the Bible and parts of the Bible. But which parts of the Bible? John. John. More published than even the Bible. John. And the individual epistles. Which, what, 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 what has made John the greatest author on earth? Well, what was his topic? <laughs> his topic was the life of Jesus Christ and then the words that Jesus Christ spoke. Without commentary. No commentary on Jesus. No commentary. Just Jesus Christ. No, no revelation. No, 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 no. Jesus Christ. Still shows you that the greatest message ever, 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 ever is Jesus. Yes. Jesus Christ. It's a sign. But if you don't notice it, I mean, think of the books you've written. You've not been able to sell even 200 copies. And you have to dash the rest of them to people. Yes. When you die, they don't, they don't even want to, 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 to receive it. <laughs> uh, and Billy, John's topic, Luke's topic, no commentary. Just what he did and what he said from beginning to end. And is the most published, most published, most printed, most circulated than any other piece of literature in the human race. Think about it. If it's not a sign to you. Yeah. Is it not a sign to you? Yes. 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 He's talking to us about the message is supernatural. Jesus is supernatural. Who is Jesus? Where did he come from? How did he become so great? He never traveled more than 200 miles from his town. He never wrote a book. He never had an iPhone. He never sat in a car. He never went to a hotel. Never flew in an aeroplane. Never drove in a car. Never had a driving license. Never went to university. Never got a certificate. Never had an education. Never had money. Nothing. Uh, And the few short life he lived and the few words he spoke that have been written. Eh? (laughs) <laughs> it's the most written, most published, most circulated, most uh, uh, pu- published in the whole world. If you don't notice this, then you have failed to notice something. And that's what I noticed when I watched Billy Graham's funeral. Yes. When I watched Kenneth Hagin's funeral, I noticed something too. Or uh, Roberts wrote a letter. He said, I'm not able to attend this funeral. But I do not know anybody who has affected more people in the world than Kenneth Hagin. When I thought about it, I said, wow, it's true. Bishop Oedipo will tell you how he honors Kenneth Hagin. I will tell you the same. And I realized that you can affect more people in the world by teaching pastors more than anything else you may ever ever do. Yes. So, let your heart be ready 
with signs. To receive signs and to notice signs. Because that sign is going to lead you on to the next thing. Yes. Yes. It's going to lead you on to the next thing. One day the Lord showed me. You see these strange countries? I brought you here. Do you know anybody here? No. Have you got a relative here? No. Will you come here for holiday? No. But I've brought you here. I brought you here to show you something. I brought you here to show you a field. Yes. Because it's not usual for a polygonal pastor to come to this place. Yes. Because originally I'm a polygonal pastor. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. When some people saw us prospering in polygonal, they saw it was a sign. Yes. It was a sign. God, we shouldn't have prospered there. It's not easy to prosper there. <laughs> One day, somebody came to tell us. He said, you know, this place, where there was a man, he came here. He had his wedding on Saturday. The bridegroom died on Monday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he was saying that. This is not a small place you have come to. I say, wow. <laughs> One day they were saying, they were, they were talking, they said, you know, when the people die at Kolebu, the evil spirits that <laughs> killed the people, then they just move to the area. So that is why a lot of things are there. It's like you cannot make it over here. Making it there was a sign. Yongicho coming there was a sign. Receive signs and receive eyes. The eye cannot see what the mind does not know. The mind cannot see what the mind... If I don't train you with these things, you will not see it. You know, the day that I decided to abandon chairs at the crusade, because I said I'm following Bonke, and one day I realized I'm following, but I'm not following well, because I carry chairs for crusades. So I said, no. I'm going to take a bold step to throw away the chairs and go <laughs> for a crusade without chairs. Hey, it was not a small decision. Because you see, where, when there are chairs, the chairs help to spread the people out. So it looks like a large crowd. To sack your chairs is almost to undress your crusade. <laughs> so that day, we started. But it was when we got to a town called Baza. Yes. When I drove in, everybody was standing. And I saw the bonky type of feeling in the place. When I drove in, I said, this is it. Yes. The bonky thing, the mantle, it's working. It's working. Receive your mantle. Give the Lord a shout of praise, somebody. Wow. This is amazing. The voice of the first sign and the voice of the latter sign. Very quickly, before we end this session, number one,
Point number one, the Bible will help you to become more supernatural. Yes, the Bible is the most, it's a very supernatural book. Mm. If you remind me, I will tell you a story in the next session about Moses. Would you like me to tell you that story? Something that happened when he was a baby. It's not in the Bible, but it happened. Oh, yes. Number two. Many pastors are unaware when they are having supernatural experiences. Yes. But from today, you become aware. Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. Amen. Now, when Samson was, Samson's mother was receiving the miracle power to become the mother of Samson. You see in Judges chapter 13, from verse 3 you see that they keep on exchanging man of God with angel of God in the text man of God with angel of God <laughs> so the woman came and told her husband then the woman came and told her husband saying a man of God came unto me and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God so Again, am I seeing an angel or am I seeing a man? Yes. A man of God came unto me and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, Oh my Lord, let the man of God whom you sent come again and teach us what we shall do when the child shall be born. And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah, who asked for the man of God. Everybody say man of God. But God hearkened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came unto the woman as she sat in the field. But Manoah was, was not with her. So Manoah called for the angel, for the man of God, and the angel came. So it's like, is it a man or is it an angel? You'll be experiencing angels. You'll be seeing men that are angels and angels that are men. Then the woman made haste and ran and showed her husband and said unto him, Behold, the man has appeared unto me that came unto me the other day. And Manoah came and went after his wife and came to the man. And said unto him, Are thou the man that speaketh unto the woman? And he said, I am. <laughs> so he kept on calling the man, the angel, the man. So it means that the angel was the man. So many angels are men. Many people you are encountering are angels. Receive angelic visitations. Receive angelic visitations. 
Receive angelic visitations. How long are you going to stay without believing in supernatural things? Yeah. Then in Judges chapter 13 from verse 15. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord. I pray thee, let us detain thee. How can you detain an angel? But she saw him as a man. Let us detain thee until we shall have made ready a kid for thee. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Though thou detain me, you see, the angel is now speaking. Though thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread. And if thou wilt offer burnt offering, thou must offer it unto the Lord. For Manoah knew not that he was an angel of the Lord. Manoah, Manoah knew not that he was an angel. Manoah didn't know that this was an angel. So you see, many supernatural things, when you are experiencing them, you, if later you start telling me, you know, I was at home with my husband and an angel came in. People say, well, you know, somebody came to visit. Well, when we came a visitation, it was a doctor, it was a medical assistant, it was a nurse, nursing officer, it was a midwife. I mean, he came to see you and was explaining this and that and that. And you, you are saying now that it's an angel. Yeah. You see, that's why you never see supernatural things. Until you start to see, like as I'm walking now, you have to receive me as, not, not an angel, as, you have to receive me as either a pastor, a teacher, a prophet, an apostle, whatever. If you, you can't switch to not see me as maybe a half-caste guy or a Lebanese man or a Ghanaian or a, a man or whatever. If you can't move slightly from that, you will not see what you should see. You just see something else. Yes, you just see something else. And you see the angel is there. And he says he knew not that he was an angel of the Lord. Most of the people who encountered Paul did not know that he was one of the greatest Christians ever to be. When you go to Israel today, nobody is called Paul. It's a name that is not wanted in Israel. Oh, yes. Because they believe that Paul is the father of the people who turned people away from the Jews. You know? In fact, Paul used the term the Jews. The Jews. He used it more than 100 times. If you read Acts and Romans, he kept on referring to the Jews attack me, the Jews this, the Jews this, the Jews this. So, you see that the flow is not there. <laughs> yeah. it's, not a, it's not a name they want. Oh yeah, Paul, no. no. You see Jews called Boaz. You see Jews called, I mean, so many names, but Paul, no. Hmm. But no one knew who he was. Probably today, we know who he was. He knew not that he was an angel. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name? So that when thy sayings come to pass, we may do thee honor. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name, seeing it is secret? So Manoah took a kid with a meat offering and offered it upon a rock unto the Lord. And the angel did wondrously. And Manoah and his wife looked on. And for it came to pass when the flame went upward toward heaven from off the altar, that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. And Manoah and his wife looked on it and fell on their faces to the ground. Notice once again. Are you listening? You, you, somebody said, oh, you are imagining, you are making up stories. Yes, the, the flame was going and then the, 
man whom they thought was a man has disappeared through the flames and gone upward. From today, you'll be the most supernatural person. Your whole family, your whole family, your whole church, your whole ministry will recognize you as a supernatural person. In Jesus' name. Number three. The greatest barrier to your supernatural ministry is being natural. Yes. First Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen. The greatest blockage to your supernatural ministry is being natural. Notice he said. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Not the demonic man. It's not demons that prevent you from receiving the things of the Spirit. It's not demons. It's being natural. Natural means being logical, intelligent, and analytical, and human in your thinking. That is the greatest obstruction to the things of the Spirit of God. Because as I'm here, look at me in the natural. Just look at me in the natural. You will not receive from the Spirit. Just look at me in the natural. You will not receive from the Spirit. You will come up with so many diagnoses about me. Yes. Look at me in the natural. Just be natural. Just be just human. And I'll also say that your members should also be human and look at you. Yes. And you see that they will never receive anything from you. <laughs> so if you want to receive from the spirit of God, you have to be bold to put the natural to the side. And say, I choose the spirit and I choose to ignore or set aside the natural. Jesus Christ they could not receive from him because the natural dominated their thinking. Oh, but this is Joseph's son. He's a carpenter. His mother is here. His sisters are here. So the natural, not evil, not evil, natural. Logical. That, that prevented them from receiving. Oh, yes. When I first was to receive speaking in tongues, I received the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues. But after some time, I said, no, this is not a... What is... You see, as soon as I move into the natural and I think a lot about the natural, I analyze a lot in the natural, I operate in the natural, I think... Deeply, in a natural way, I say, this is gibberish. This is rubbish. This is nonsense. This is nothing. But when I put it aside, and I walk and I, I believe I'm in the spirit. He that speaketh in a tongue, unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. 
How be it in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries to God. Matakabada, Shamalakada, Paredolasa, Madelepara, Karamandala, Paredosa, Madeleketa, Paredakesha, Pozala, Mandele, Pambara, Maldos, Mates, Balake, Panda, Pera, Mades, Paramo, Lama, Pandele, Manda, Pamba, Matakatari, Babanda, Mara. You see, right now, I'm in a supernatural realm. I'm in a supernatural realm. Matara Balama Sakala. I'm speaking heavenly words. Mahadal Mahazamada. Makabal Balada. Paremandal Mada Shamada. It's supernatural. Amaso Katabala. Paromandi Balibasa. Madeba Tahalba. Pahelba Navasada. Matoka Balamada. Malonda Lekata. I speak at mysteries. Mysteries. Mysteries and prophecies. Mysteries and prophecies. Mysteries and prophecies. Matal Mahasha. Betasikata. Tomarandala. Matesa Katabara. Moshambas Malena. Mando Makasambalada. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Once you set aside the natural, once you set aside the natural, you just flow immediately into the supernatural. Yes. I may give you a shirt. In the natural, you may say, this is a shirt. Do you see? But for someone, it depends on the person. The person may see it as a mantle. 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 You see it as a shirt. I see it as a mantle. You see it as a shirt. I see it as a mantle. You see it in the natural. I see the supernatural part of it. natural man receiveth not receiveth not receiveth not receiveth not there are some of us Jesus has appeared to Jesus has appeared to us but we don't receive it we don't receive it we don't receive it you know one time I went for a crusade in a, in a town called Catahina in Colombia now, that crusade was the first and the last time I did something. And what I did inhibited the spirit. Yes. Because I came for that crusade with a sort of a natural mind. So when people came forward to give testimonies, you know, I interrogated them like a journalist. Yes. And you know, there is a way you ask questions. Almost like you don't believe. And people were on the stage testifying that they were healed. But the way I was dealing with them, it's almost like, you know, tell the truth. I mean, are you, are you sure this? Are you really sure? Are you really sure you can walk? Did it really happen? Look, I've never been sadder at a crusade than that time. I always remember myself on the stage interrogating the people, questioning them as though what they are saying is not really, you know, let's really prove it. Let's really, really, really prove it in a way to be sure that you are not lying. 
Or that you are you really sure? Sakatano, I was, I was, I was the saddest man on earth in that town. Yeah. The only thing that makes me happy about that town is that the Holy Spirit told me, come and start a church here. Columbia. There, he told me in the hotel. I asked myself, why did I come here? Why did I come here? I'm wasting my time here. Oh, yes. Never become natural. Yes. Yes. The things of the spirit will just evaporate like to be like steam that is disappearing into the air. Yeah. Yeah. One day I shook hands with somebody. She didn't bath for one week. Oh, yes. 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 She didn't, she didn't feel that I have, I have, uh, uh, Oh, a, a person said hello to somebody and, you know, just, I mean, the whatever of this and that. So, she, to, to the person, she has received some, something. To bath even was a problem. So no, 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 no bathing. <laughs> Lest I wash something away. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's why you never see miracles. Because of the natural. Yes. Because of the natural. You stand on stage and say, can we have an x-ray machine here, please, so that we can do our x-rays here and bring a lab here. Let's do blood tests and check blood pressure, check all this in before we see that any miracle has happened. You will provide a clinic there. And you'll be standing on stage. Do you see? There will be no miracle in the whole place because you say that all those who are, here are doing x-rays, some are undergoing lab tests, Others are doing ultrasound. Others are going for CT scan. <laughs> yes, we are scanning them all. But by the time you finish doing that, all the people who came to the crusade have gone home. Whilst you are checking to, to the last degree that is really a miracle and you are making sure that, I mean, God is not deceiving us and that there are things they are saying. You have become too logical, too intelligent, too clever, too wise, too secular, too natural, too unbelieving, too analytical. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You, you, and I, it, is, it, was, it is one of the thoughts that came to me when I started to question miracles. And I realized I know that I have to do lab tests and x-rays on stage. Yes. I need an x-ray machine there. I need a radiologist to scan I need this. I need to prove. You are proving too much. You are proving too much. Yes. A lady came one day with her, her breast was swollen. And when we prayed, there was an explosion in the breast. And the breast exploded. And her whole shirt, her whole shirt was covered with blood and pus and whatever. All. Yeah, she said when we prayed, it burst. It exploded and the breast became. So what should I do now? I need a laboratory. I need a previous history. I need a scan before the doctor take a swab. (laughs) You are spoiling the church. You are spoiling the church. Yes, you are spoiling the church with your intelligence and your naturalness. In fact, you are preventing yourself from receiving. Yes. 
when you ask my age, you are you, you, something. When you ask my age, how, what does my age? What what are you going to do? Even in the world, you see people marrying someone is seven years older, twenty years older. They are married all the time. It's not age. They don't even. They are not even asking of age. You, I'm preaching to you. You are asking my age. I'm preaching to you asking my age. You are blocking something. You are blocking something. So, don't be too natural. Because it's not the devil who does not receive the things of the spirit of God. It's the natural man that does not receive. Put the scripture there. The natural man is the natural, the logical, sequential, and analytic, uh, educated, normal human, he said he receiveth not. It doesn't work. It is foolishness to him. That's why the cross sacrificing, it will be foolishness to you because in the natural, it's like you must be out of your mind. All my missions that we send people all over the world, they are in, in the natural, people find them as foolishness. But that's what has created a church. If you watch the flow prayer meeting, you see the pastors preaching, churches, 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 churches. They are all preaching. Yes, different. It's working. The cross sounds like foolishness. But the cross is very high supernatural wisdom. You see, people are ready to die to sacrifice. One time I was watching a program and uh, there was a great evangelist. They said, he said, oh, let me bring my wife. You pray for her because when I pray for her, she will not receive. And in Benihin, I think he called Bonke to pray for his wife. He said, let me pray for her. You see, at home, the natural, you see the man going to the toilet, you see the, the whole room is smelling because of one visitation that the person has gone and you see so many natural things. It's like, I mean, what do you talk about anointing? Well, let's be serious. Let's be serious. Yes. Yes. So, you'll never be called a dry tree. You'll never be called a dry tree. You'll never be called a dry tree. Yes. You'll never be called a dry tree. In the name of Jesus. Your head will never lack oil. When you wake up in the morning, ask what is supernatural here. Some of the visions, some of the dreams, some of the impressions, some of the burdens you are feeling. They are supernatural feelings, supernatural sensations. They are signs that are taking place. Hallelujah. All right. Now, I'm going deeper now. The key to your
your supernatural ministry are your organs of perception. Organs of perception. Hebrews 5.14 Strong meats belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses. That word is the organs of perception exercised to discern both good and evil. Amen. God has given you organs of perception. All right? It's telling us, the Bible is telling us that your organs of perception, that is your senses, okay, can be exercised. They can, through experience, your organs of perception can, through experience, that's the word exercise, start to distinguish or discern spiritual things through experience. All right? Now, what are your uh, senses, your thoughts, your feelings, what you see, what you hear? Hmm? They are your senses. And the Bible is saying that your senses through experience can be exercised to discern good and evil. When Samuel was a young man, he thought that the voice he was hearing was the voice of a man. But when he matured spiritually, he knew that the voice of a man he was hearing was the voice of God. So his senses were exercised to hear the voice of God. What senses? His hearing ears. Like, for instance, I, I could be preaching, then at a point, you start to hear God speaking. Because your ears have become trained to hear when the Spirit is speaking. Yes. You say, oh, he's talking, he's talking, so then he starts to speak. Have you not noticed in Isaiah, Jeremiah, and all those books, when you are listening, at a point, you don't understand anything. Then suddenly, you see a verse, and to us a child is born, and to us a son is given. Then you, you suddenly understand. Then you read a lot of verses, you don't understand anything. Then suddenly, you start to understand. That's how, that's how the spirit moves. You see that when your, your senses, when I say senses, eyes, nose, ears, feelings, taste, all, anything you feel, you sense, you soon start you soon start to feel things. You, 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 you can even feel the presence of God. One day I decided to test something because all, all this, you, you can see things. Then you, 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 see, you see extra. Like I said, I was looking at this person and I said, what, this, this, this person is dead. I see death. Because the eye could see it. Yes. So, each of your senses can be used. One day I decided to test something. You know, sometimes I felt I should pray for the sick. And then there, there, there were times that I started to feel a certain feeling, a certain anointing. You know, 
You call it anointing. So what are these there? What are these? How do you feel anointing? Yeah, I understand your question. I've also asked all those questions. So I decided to test it because you know by experience. So I was somewhere and then I felt that I should pray for the sick. But I could not feel the anointing to pray for the sick. So I said, I'm going to test and see what will happen when I pray for the sick, when I don't feel the anointing to pray for the sick. And then another time, I was standing there and suddenly I could feel such a need and a presence to pray for the sick. Oh yes. And I decided to test it. So I said, I will do this one, just not for the people, but for my own sake. And when I did pray for the sick, not a very large crowd, the kind of miracles that I particularly remember a lady, forgetting what she was describing, so I mean a medical, it was I think diabetes something was healed right we were standing there. And I said, wow. So when through experience you start to sense the anointings, different anointings, different anointings, different anointings. It's also part of ministry. Thank God for no feelings. Yes. I'm not moved by what I feel. Hallelujah. I'm only moved by the word of God. Remember the woman with the issue of blood. She said, I feel. She felt something. You know, the power of God moves out of just the logic mind to things that are in your five senses. Tasting, hearing, seeing, feeling, touching, feeling, smelling, hearing, sensing. Yeah. It says strong meat. Strong meat belongs to those who are mature. Even mature people are people who by experience have their senses exercised to discern. There are many times I put on Christian television and I don't enjoy it. I I would say, I don't understand this. I don't understand this. And I just turned off because I don't want to think any thoughts. But sometimes I have become bit unhappy when I find out later that you know this person that I'm watching is something different from what you can think of yeah and I could see that why is it that I don't have I don't have any feeling nothing I don't have any enjoyment or any I can't watch for three minutes many it was one day I was listening to Benny Hinn and he said he can't watch Christian television much he said the things that are going on in the television is not it doesn't bless him. Say that if you listen to he has a series called uh, the Anointing. If you if, if you have time to listen, it's very long. Yeah, at the point he starts to talk about those things. He said, I, he watched the television. He cannot. He can, he's not blessed by it. And I was surprised because I also had the same feeling. But I don't know the people on the television. I don't know them from anywhere. Yeah. Remember what Jesus said. Blessed are your eyes. For they see. They see what? They see what? They see extra. 
Blessed are your eyes for they see. That's why I said the best is with the planets. Once God blesses your eyes, you start to see. I know there are people like I'm preaching. I, I know one guy, he said he, he sees the angels all around. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. As for angels, it's something that you'll be, I mean, you will have, if you don't see, people will see. If you are in the ministry, if you don't see, people will see for you. Oh, yes. I remember one time I was in a town in South Africa. You know, everybody was black, but there were white people. They formed like two rows or one row. The whole this place was white people. And I was ministering, preaching. I finished. There was a strong presence. He said, what is that presence? So it's a feeling through experience. You know that the presence is there. I hope I'm answering your questions. Yes. Very strong. <laughs> it's a feeling that from experience, you know that the presence of God is there. When I finished, I gave my microphone to a doctor. And I just walked out. When I left and they closed, a white lady came to see what did she say? She told me. There were only black people there, but there was this road, only white people. She told me she has a message for you as she tried to deliver to you. She has a message for me. For you, yes. After I've preached and I've ministered, she now has a message for me. Okay. Said God has given her a special gift. Hey. And she sees angels. And when you were ministering, mm-hmm. behind you on the stage were a lot of angels. And some were also moving in the congregation as we are ministering. And it is very rare. Very rare. That's what she told you. Yes, she told me. It's very rare. So, I did my best and brought the message to you. Yes. You see, whilst we were sensing the presence of God, she was seeing the angels. Yes. So we could sense there was something, but you cannot see because you have not been given the eyes. Don't be worried when you can't see things. Don't be worried. Elijah said that it, the Lord has hid it from me. And so there are things that are hidden from us. Paul said, I'm going bound to Jerusalem. I don't know what is going to happen to me. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Don't be so worried. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. You know this. I'm not supposed to know everything. We could sense but she could see the angels. You know, one time I was in a service with Kenneth Hagin. You know, I'm not I, I, when I say that, it sounds like I was there a hundred times. No, no, just a couple of times. But one of the days, he suddenly said, an, an angel has appeared. Oh, yeah, it's, it's marvelous. And that the angel was leading him. So the angel asked him to follow him. We are, we are all there. The angel asked him to follow him. So he was following the angel. And the angel walked up to somebody and pointed to the person and said, minister to him. Yeah, the angel walked up to a person and ministered to this person. He, he was seeing it. He was seeing it. We were not seeing it, but he was seeing it. So he, was, so he walked, the, the person was on stage. He walked up Passed this group, this group, they came here. This one. Preach this for this person. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you see, we were all, there's a feeling. I look for that video, I'm just looking at it. I feel that there's a sensing, but maybe you can't see, but I'm trying to show you that the feelings are real. And from experience, you start to know things and you get sometimes the confirmation that there are angels around. Presences. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Mm. An angel, a bigger angel, yes. He said, blessed are your eyes. In other words, blessed are your organs. Blessed are your organs. When you go, you can check that word in the Hebrew. Organs of perception. Asterion. It says, blessed are your eyes. Your eyes are now working. Your ears are working. Your ears are working. Your feelings are working. Your feelings are working. Your feelings are now working. Those feelings you have, they are all correct feelings. They are all true. They are all revealing something. They are all showing something. It's real. When you feel it, it's a real thing. Receive a grace from them. Receive anointing upon your eyes. Anointing upon your ears. Anointing on your feelings. Anointing on your organs of perception. Begin to sense, begin to see, begin to hear, begin to flow with your ears and your heart and your feelings from the Lord. Oh yes. Many times I know how to preach or what to preach from a feeling that I have gotten used to that I should preach about this. Yes. When I don't have that I feel disoriented. I feel disoriented. Yes, I feel disoriented. But once I know I become okay, I become calm. Yes, by a feeling. Yes. You know, one time I preached somewhere and you know, there was amazing miracles happened. There was a lady who traveled to come to where I was. And when I preached, she came forward and said that her stomach was swollen to the level of seven months pregnancy. She had, I don't know what cancer, I don't know what exactly she had, but it was a swollen stomach. Of course, if I want to be natural, I'll have to do x-ray, scan, this, that, that, go to the hospital and get the results in three weeks' time. But which time I've traveled back to the to the house. So too natural will end your ministry. So I listened to her. She said, when you prayed, the stomach flattened. So she was standing in front of me. Yes. And several other miracles happened that night. Now, when I finished, give me some volume. When I finished preaching, I went off the stage and I went downstairs, down 
then the pastor had made a tent for a, like a restaurant. So we went to sit. There were about 10 tables, white tables, four chairs, four chairs. So I sat down by one of them. Then suddenly, a white lady, an elderly lady, she was about 70 or 80. She saw me. She said, come, young man, come here. So even though I was the preacher, I was a small boy at that moment. So I just got up and I went to her. She said, do you know that when you were preaching, Jesus was walking behind you. Yes, do you know that? A white lady. Do you know that? I said, no, I don't know. And she told me, it's a very rare thing. She said, it's a very rare thing. Jesus was walking behind you. As you were walking, he was walking behind you like that. He was walking. He said, do you know that? But I didn't know that. I could feel miracles were happening. Something was good. Something was, I could feel. But now somebody has come and has seen. So it confirms my feeling. Yes. I, I, your feelings will be confirmed many times. Your feelings will be confirmed many times. Your sensings and your knowings will be confirmed. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mash Albanas al Bas an al abar one time I was dealing with and it has happened only once some years ago not, not this year some years ago I was dealing with somebody who was an enemy to the ministry and then one day I felt that I'm dealing with Lucifer yes Lucifer it's Lucifer who is behaving this way. It's not this year or last year. No, no, no. I'm talking of some time ago. I've not felt that about anybody before. But that, that person, I could feel it. Something. You see, then later on, things happen. And you realize that it's like Lucifer. What am I heard Derek Prince say? He said that. Anybody who does this, which is exactly what that person was doing, is working directly for Lucy, as close to Lucifer as you can be. Yes. Anybody who does this is as close to Lucifer as possible. There are certain joys you feel. You feel joy bubbling in your heart. You see, in Isaiah 21, it says, the burden of Duma. The burden of Duma. There are certain joys you feel. You sense some happiness about something. And it's, it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not It's not. that anything has happened or anything that you know, but then you sense some joy bubbling within you. And you will learn from experience. Not, so sometimes you will be wrong. Because experience is like that. When you hear somebody's voice, until you are very, you may say, oh, hello, Rosalinda. Hello, Rosalinda. So, oh, no, it's not Rosalinda. It's uh, Araba Lucy. So, oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought it was Rosalinda. But with time, you don't make that mistake. Yeah, so, it's Rosalinda. Yeah, oh, uh, even when I hear you even coughing, I know that it's your cough. Oh, yes. I see experienced men yes. coming out of mountain-like churches. Mountain-like churches. 
mountain-like churches to the glory of God. Blessed are your eyes for they see. You know, one day I was listening to Kenneth Hagin. I was on an island in Southeast Asia. And my wife was there as well. So she went out and when she came back, Kenneth Hagin was on, but he was speaking in tongues. And she made a comment, said, you and this man, but you know, I like listening to his tongues. I don't know what he's saying, but my spirit knows what is happening. My spirit knows what it is. My spirit knows what it is. Yes. My spirit knows what it is. One day I was lying in the house on a bed. That time, this campus was not built, but they had started. This site was made. It was about the foundation and it was coming up. And the Holy Spirit whispered to me, do you see that the campus is coming out of the ground. The campus that you saw in Tulsa, the mantle that you received in 1988, you see another aspect of that mantle is coming out. The campus, the campus is coming out of the ground. Yes. I was surprised. I was surprised. I was surprised. Yes. I see various dimensions of the anointing and of the mantles beginning to emerge from your calling. Various dimensions of your mantle. Yes. Damashosas paradas. Experience will show you that this joy is the joy of the Lord. Experience will show you that this joy is premature. Experience will show you that this burden is a burden of Duma, a burden of Jehovah, a burden of the Lord. Yes. 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 Malo paspa hashpana samodari. Man as albash asparhavazadole mele. Borazida elboza and malo amajende amanbazone ketese. Taramando sponde de beleshedelese. Put, lay your hands on your eyes. Begin to have anointed eyes. Begin to have anointed eyes. Eyes that see. Eyes that hear. Mandole mendeshende do mobo boramanda sandal madere. Harondel meridesisho bono derede. Handolo no digereda. Sadole mama shadomede. Number six, you will miss the supernatural if you look for the spectacular. If you look for the spectacular, you miss the supernatural because many supernatural things are not spectacular. Number seven, many are called in an ordinary way. Few are called in a spectacular way. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yes. First Kings chapter 19, verse 11. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. You see, the Lord was not in the spectacular. And after the wind, an earthquake, which is another spectacular thing. But the Lord was not in the spectacular earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, which is another fantastic thing. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Verse 13. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice, a voice, a still small voice. Elijah, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Huh? What doest thou here, Elijah? Today the Spirit is asking you. You've been looking for an earthquake to know that you are called. A fire to know that you are called. A wind to know that you are called. But God is saying, If you look for the spectacular, you're going to miss many things. What happened to Samuel? He had a normal voice of a normal man. It took Eli to tell him, look, <laughs> that thing here is God. That thing is God. That thing is God. That thing is God. That is the God. That is the God. That is it. That's it. That's God. That's God. Mata Satosha Bananda. That thing is God. No earthquake, no wind, no fire. That's not. I'm not God can speak in earthquake, He can speak in fire. But if that's what you are looking for, then you may you look forever. How many people were called like Paul? How many people? Me, I'm still waiting for my vision. I've been. Look. One day I went to South Africa, Johannesburg. I went to pray. I was in a hotel. When I started praying daylight, I closed my eyes and I prayed till it was dark. Open my eyes. You see, whether an angel. Look, no angel, nothing. Nothing came there. How many times I've prayed? not seen. Blessed are they that have not seen, but yet they believe. No earthquake, no fire, no wind, no nothing. One of the persons that really encourages me is John Wesley. He had none of all these things. Yeah, when I look at his fruits, all this earthquake, wind and fire, nothing. Nothing. Just going around preaching. (laughs) Nothing. Dry. Beautiful. He had spectacular ministry, by the way. Signs and wonders and all that. But I've never heard of a vision that John Wesley has had or a dream. Okay. Rather fighting with the wife always. <laughs> ah, 
stand to your feet. Ministry is supernatural. Ministry is supernatural. Holy hands. Thanks, Jesus, for the supernatural ministry that you are giving to your children today. Thanks, Jesus, for the supernatural ministry that you are giving to your people. Oh, yes. Mal bash an maru sal mega parmoga talberede. Karambo zalaman belide shalbarade Pama rando prenelane samalada. Pladekadekeles. Kedabadula badali badino badada. Taremon alemeda ajama bezeno la madeva. Baranole salada balado taremede. Tazaba, Shede, Tama, Colode, Grodas, Sadaba, Polodeke de Sama, Colone, Deramaja, Deramajemada, 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 Moledras, Machambres, Bandos, Bresta, Borste, Chilba, Proste, Lamada, Celebucas, Chimbag, Moclena, Clemon, Brenda, in the name of Jesus, Savior of the world. Father, thank you for your great blessing that you have released to our lives today. Thank you for the supernatural dimension of your ministry. It's a great blessing, Lord. We are grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. How many can sense that your ministry is turning even more supernatural? Yes, it is. It is. It is. Pasata Makalba Hajamanda. Amen. Take your offering out first, uh, ashes. Come to the front. If you have your envelopes from yesterday, your offering, whatever, let me pray with you. Father, I thank you for everything you have performed on our behalf today. We give you praise. We give you glory give you thanks. In the name of Jesus, we love you. And as we present our special gift, thank you for this conference. Mountain-like churches are raised up. Mountain-like churches. For those who have faith, so shall it be, so shall it come to pass that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow at 
many people shall come and say, come and let us go to the house of the Lord. For he will teach us his word. He will show us his way. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for every gift, every sacrifice, and every offering. Let it be supernatural in its effect. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please come forward and place your offering. Envelopes, everything you can bring it all the way. Oh yes, oh yes, we give you praise. 